Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivoda, this is Star Wars 7x7. We're at episode number 1,606, and if you're watching this, then you've probably noticed the background is a little bit different. And if you're just listening, then you're probably noticing that the acoustics are a little bit different on this episode. I'm coming at you from a secret location in Old Orchard Beach, Maine, where I am holed up to do some thinking about the podcast and about Patreon and about how to better make this a podcast that serves you a wonderful dose of Star Wars joy every day. And hey, you know, it's not like we're taking a day off in the midst of all of this. There's still a daily dose of Star Wars joy to deliver. And so that's what's on tap for today. And today being Monday and the day after a uh, an episode of Star Wars Resistance. It's a Resistance briefing day, and so we're going to talk about the Platform Classic, which is episode 9 from season 1. And, you know, again, as we've talked about on all of these episodes, even if you're not necessarily interested in Star Wars Resistance, if you're not watching the show, for whatever reason it may be, there's still bits of information that I think you will be interested in, that even I'm interested in as a Star Wars fan. And so... That's what we're really focused on here. And so if you haven't seen the episode and don't want it spoiled for you, then this is, of course, an episode to save for a later time. But if you're down with me getting into the details that I think you'll be interested in, well then, let's get to it. Now, most of this episode focuses on the backstory of Jarek Yeager, who we already know was a pilot at the Battle of Jakku and served in the New Republic military, but we find out that the military downsized after the Battle of Jakku and after the Galactic Concordance was signed, and Jarek Yeager apparently was one of the casualties of this downsizing, along with his brother, who we meet for the first time, Marcus Speedstar. This is the name that he has adopted for his successful racing career, and apparently he's been very successful. He's a three-time winner of the classic Five Sabres race, which has been referenced in a number of occasions in canon history, and Han Solo was actually working as a you know, as a judge, as uh, somebody on the administrative side of the Five Sabres competition in Star Wars Bloodline. So, yeah, Five Sabres comes back into play here. We find out that there was a terrible incident where Yeager and his brother Marcus were racing and unfortunately Marcus decided to cheat and try to use hyperfuel in a race because he could never beat his brother and he was all about the fame and glory whereas Yeager was racing to feed his family after the military downsizing. And this of course caused you know, a horrible crash and people died and you know the implication is that you know, at that point, Yeager lost his wife and kid, but it's not really made clear that the crash itself, you know, how it actually affected that situation. Like, did his wife and child die in the crash that Marcus caused, or was the, you know, loss of his wife and kid, you know, did they leave Yeager because Yeager wasn't able to support them or something like that? That's not really made clear in the episode, unfortunately, but. Anyway, after that crash, Marcus and Jarek decide that they're never going to race against each other again. And they you know, want nothing. Well, actually, Yeager specifically wants nothing to do with Marcus. And, you know, you can't really blame him under the circumstances. And so apparently Marcus has allegedly been looking for him from time to time, trying to ask for forgiveness and explain and all that stuff. And naturally, that finally happens in this episode where some sort of forgiveness or at least initial movement toward reconciliation happens. 
Meanwhile, this race actually poses kind of a couple more questions than it necessarily, well, it doesn't even set out to answer any questions. What we find out is that the Platform Classic is supposed to bring a boost to the economy of the platform and Doza wants Yeager to race in it as part of it and part of the reason why is because he's recruited Marcus Speedstar to be in this race and so he wants to pit brother against brother and there's a $100,000 prize and during the race, Yeager actually ends up beating everyone, including the aces, until he peels off and lets Marcus win. And I'll explain why momentarily, because there are some references not only to the Clone Wars, but to the sequel movies as well as part of that. But it does raise the question, if Yeager is that good of a pilot, then why isn't he an ace for the platform? Because, you know, what we learned from earlier episodes of Resistance is that he could be living large, comparatively speaking. And, you know, not that Eager is somebody who needs to live large necessarily, not that that's one of his goals, but he could certainly live easier being an ace. And as a result, you know, of this whole thing, you know, we also get the confirmation of Yeager's racer, you know, which was hinted at in earlier episodes, especially with the one with Elijah Wood. And, you know, we never actually saw the thing. We didn't know if it really existed. Well, it does. And it is as fast as everybody thought. And Yeager is as good a pilot as everybody thought. But we don't know why he's not an ace for the platform. He could certainly be one of the aces. And so hopefully that's a question that will get addressed in later episodes. And as far as the whole thing about, you know, Marcus needing to win and why he's there, well... Supposedly, it's because, you know, he needs the money to race, but it isn't just that. Apparently, he got entangled with the Guavian Death Gang on Rishi, and Rishi is a planet that we haven't really talked about in, you know, any level of depth since Rookies, which was the fifth episode of the first season of The Clone Wars. So it goes way back to the Rishi moon where there were clones on an outpost that were trying to monitor transmissions from the Separatists, and they got attacked, and Rex and Cody had to help a bunch of rookies get through an attack by the Separatists. So, you know, it's kind of an interesting mention. The other mention that I had recollected about Rishi was a Rishi maze, which is brought up in Attack of the Clones. Dexter Jetsetter mentions it to Obi-Wan Kenobi as part of trying to describe where in the galaxy Kamino is. Rishi, the Rishi Maze, is actually an irregular dwarf galaxy that is in a decaying orbit around the galaxy that's home to the Galactic Republic at the time. You know, there's your Wikipedia <laughs> details for the day. Anyway, so not the same situation, not the Rishi Maze. That's an utterly different thing. No, we're talking about the Rishi Moon from the Clone Wars. And so the Guavians, who, you know, there's your sequel movie reference, Apparently, there was a ship that Marcus took away from them, and now he owes 20,000 credits to the Guavian Death Gang, and they hold his mechanic hostage until he can pay them off, which, thankfully, Yeager and Marcus have a hurried reconciliation while they're in the last leg of the race over the comm system, and Yeager lets Marcus win so that he can get the 100,000 credits, pay off the Guavian Death Gang. You'd think Marcus would give him, you know, a little bit of the money as a, hey, you know, like, thanks for letting me win, but nope, doesn't happen. That's what I would have liked to have seen happen, but I'm sure Yeager probably wouldn't have accepted it anyway. And that's going to do it for the Resistance Briefing on the Platform Classic. 
which is season one, episode nine of Star Wars Resistance. And before we go, there's one other thing to share with you. It's that the log lines and episode titles for episodes 10 and 11 and their air dates have been confirmed. And it is what had been rumored. It's Secrets and Holograms for episode 10 and Station Theta Black for episode 11. They are coming on the first and second December Sundays. And so here is your description for Secrets and Holograms. When a determined Kaz tries to discover the truth about Captain Doza, he and Tora, Tora would be Captain Doza's daughter, embark on an adventure where they uncover more about the tower than either bargained for. Ooh, and Station Theta Black says when Poe and Kaz find an old First Order mining facility, BB-8 discovers the facility isn't so abandoned. And we will have Elijah Wood and Donald Faison back for Secrets and Holograms. And we'll have Oscar Isaac and Gwendolyn Christie back for Station Theta Black, too. So it looks like we are going to have what seems to be a slam-bang finale to the first half of Star Wars Resistance coming up. And that's going to do it for today's episode of the show. So thank you so much for joining me for it. And I hope you'll consider subscribing if you're not already, wherever you happen to be getting this episode. And I hope you'll consider supporting me and my efforts to deliver a daily dose of Star Wars joy to you at patreon.com SW7X7. For now, though, it just remains for me to say thank you for... <laughs> thank you so much for joining me for this episode. And may the Force be with you, wherever in the world you may be. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2018, Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it!